it's a very simplistic form of communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very and uh, the human body as well. This is how we learned how to count is using the digits of our hands, of our fingers, of our of our body. So our body was the measuring tool. It was the counting tool, and it's how we started to learn um, the different angles or angels of light. And this is where the whole concept of angel numbers come in because very specific numbers uh, have very specific uh, connection. Right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Well, welcome everyone to Higher Journeys. I am your host, Alexis Brooks. And of course, if it's your first time here, I welcome you. I also welcome back for the, oh, third, fourth, fifth, maybe the 11, 11th time, little hint to what we're going to be talking about, Jason Quit. <laughs> Guys, we're going to talk about, we'll call it angel numbers again. If you have been tuning into Higher Journeys, you will no doubt know that we had a stellar show with Billy Carson just about a couple of months ago where we really delved into from his perspective, what the meaning is of the numbers that you are seeing repeatedly. It could be repeating number patterns. It could be um, just a particular sequence of numbers, but they are bombarding us. Why is that? That's what we're going to get into right now on Higher Journeys. Jason, thank you for coming. And I know you've got a lot to say because we've been uh, chatting it up offline and you had some really explosive things to, (laughs) explosive, revelational things to talk about having to do with the numbers. Let's dig in. You know, here's my, here's the, probably the biggest question right off the bat. People have been seeing numbers, um, patterns, favorite number, I don't know, a repeating number for, for years, probably since the beginning of time. But there is no doubt in my mind that there has been a marked increase and in the number of people being hit over the head with certain number patterns. Jason, why now? When I say now, in the last decade or so, but it's increasing. What's going on? Well, I, I really believe that uh, our minds are programmed to see patterns, uh, patterns in nature, patterns in cycles, um, and it's part of our survival mechanisms. It's also inner inner wisdom, inner knowledge that is uh, being shown to us, like the subconscious mind speaking to our conscious mind. And I remember... Um, you know, even 20 years ago, when this whole numbers thing was getting very popular. And, you know, it could go back even further than that, obviously. But for me, it was about 20 years ago. And the words that were associated with it was synchronicity. As in, if you saw, uh, let's say 1111 on the clock, and you saw it once, and then twice, and then three times, it's a synchronicity, it's the universe trying to talk to you trying to show you that you're going down the right path. Uh, a lot of people um, would see, let's say, 9-11. And some people would say, okay, like, why am I seeing this number? Is it like a wake-up call? Is there an emergency? Is there something that I need to focus more attention on in my life? So it becomes this kind of uh, pattern recognition, um, kind of telling us or pulling our attention in a way that focuses us on something that we need to look more deeply into our lives. So I remember, you know, uh, even for me, um, I was born on the 22nd of February. So it was like second month and 22nd day. So my numbers have always been 22. And, you know, when you're going through um, 
the awakening or getting into uh, spiritual concepts, you look up the number 22 and you realize, okay, this is a master number. Um, this is important. And by seeing 22 on the clock or even on addresses, um, it's some, somehow for me, it's like a signal or a guidepost saying, uh, I'm going down the right direction if I see the numbers 22. And this could be obviously different for every single person, depending on, you know, what number they feel is calling them. So it, the numbers do take on this kind of magical formula in someone's life that helps guide them down a very specific uh, purpose or trail. That's interesting. Um, 22. Yes, it is a master number. I think that there's a subjective quality to numbers in, in terms of the relationship with the people that are seeing them, but there may be an archetypal quality as well, universal. I don't know if you would agree with that or not, but uh, I'd like to explore that with you as well. You know, Young obviously felt that uh, the archetype, dream archetypes, as an example, were a part of the, uh, the seat of the collective unconscious. And so th there could be sort of a, 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 a archetypal meaning that would apply to some extent across the board for for all people that are dreaming let's say that their teeth are falling out or they're naked running down the street and everyone's watching i don't know what are your thoughts on that the archetypal uh qualities that may be uh associated with numbers if at all well i would say that uh, numbers are the oldest form of communication of language uh in fact um the languages even uh, most ancient languages, even Hebrew languages, is based off of numbers. So let's say like Aleph um, is one, Beit is two, um, you know, and they mean certain things. So, you know, the Aleph is the the ox or the bull, and um, uh, Beit is house. So you have these numbers that relate to not only letters, but uh, iconography, mythologies and things are based off of numbers like even um uh, the hebrew alphabet has uh, 22 letters Tav is the uh, 22nd letter of the hebrew alphabet and uh what's very interesting is uh it uh, tav also means uh, head and it's also uh the last letter uh it's made from a rosh which is uh means also head and a vav which is the nail and um, another interesting thing is the human skull itself has 22 bones in it. So it is the house of the language of light. It's it, the 22 is the skull. Um, I think they used to call it uh, Golgotha, which is the place of the skull, which was the end of um, the completion of life, which is the, the cross. That's why Jesus was uh, crucified at Golgotha, which is the skull, uh, the place of the skull. So all these numbers have very hidden ancient significance and archetypal patterns that are um, woven into our subconscious that we don't even realize or know about. But each number itself uh, represents a frequency, an angle of light, um, or you would call it an angel of light, each number represents. Um, so it's deeply rooted in our subconscious and archetypes, and it's deeply rooted in the way that we see the world and everything beyond language itself. 
um, has to do with numbers. And this is why they say mathematics is so important because it's a true language. Because, you know, if you have one object, it's, it's one, and then you add another, it's two. It's a very simplistic form of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, very, and uh, the human body as well. This is how we learned how to count is using the digits of our hands, of our fingers, of our, of our body. So our body was the measuring tool. It was the counting tool. And it's how we started to learn um, the different angles or angels of light. And this is where the whole concept of angel numbers come in because very specific numbers uh, have very specific uh, connection to our understanding of who we are and where we are in the world. Um, And it helps us bring us closer to this divinity or source because um, we can see the design, the architecture of creation by going into the numbers of things. We are living at a time of great challenge and incredible opportunity. A time when taking life into our own hands, charting our own course, and finding our own answers is more accessible than ever before. During this time, you may be asking yourself, what am I called to do? What if I could discover not only my own inner healing power, but help others all over this planet discover theirs? We all have the ability to heal ourselves, but it takes a special approach, a unique approach. Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique, also known as QHHT, a method developed by pioneering hypnotherapist and past life regression expert Dolores Cannon, is the approach that thousands have used and taught to access the deeper aspect of the self for healing at the core level. We all have the ability to tap into the higher self, the oversoul, the higher consciousness, and we have the means to help others to do the same. QHHT is designed to help the individual access the subconscious, the storehouse of all information through visualization at the deepest level imaginable, a process that Dolores Cannon discovered and refined during her decades of working with individuals from around the globe. Training with QHHT will provide the guidance and give you the tools to help others tap that incredible force within. Now you can access this exclusive training online, bringing the tools needed right to you so you can assist others in finding their own answers and achieve total healing. This is powerful and needed now more than ever. Be a part of the pioneering work and legacy of Dolores Cannon by learning QHHT. Start today by clicking on the link in the description of this show to get started. And when you do, don't forget to mention Higher Journeys to get a 10% course discount when you sign up. It's time we all take back control of our lives and chart the course for success at every level. It's time to discover the power of quantum healing hypnosis technique by helping others to help themselves. And by doing this, we are helping to heal the world. That is a lot. He just packed a lot in there. We're going to be going to the Patreon after show. Not now, but I wanted to bring this up at this juncture, Jason, because you're going to be going a bit more into how we can better identify with the numbers by taking that the framework of the human body and perhaps drawing more of a by drawing more of a nexus, getting more meaning out of why you're seeing certain numbers. So make sure you come on over to the after show. But in addition to that, serendipitously. We're talking about angel numbers and we're talking about angles and someone else who was on the show a couple months ago, same thing. Let's play this clip from Billy Carson and uh, see what you think about this. And we can get a little bit more into the angel numbers concept 
Let's take a look at this. People have called them angel numbers. So if I start calling them something else, they won't know what I'm talking about. Uh, and so sometimes you get, you reach people where they are. So when they see angel numbers, they go, oh, he's getting ready to talk about the numbers, you know? And so in my personal opinion, it's um, angels are really angles, angles of light. Uh, we know that there are higher dimensions that, that exist in 90 degree angles above one another. And there are multiple dimensions going all the way up. We know this universe consists of a minimum of at least 11 uh, dimensions. And all those are in angles or angels of one another, according to quantum physics. There you have it. This wasn't Billy's concept, apparently. I didn't think it was. I mean, he's he's a great researcher, as are you, uh, Jason. This is this is amazing to me. This is not this is a term that I had never or a, a, a definition that I had never heard framed quite this way before. And I think the majority of the people still that look at this term or or take in this term angel numbers, you know, uh, all due respect, it's it's a little too simplistic. Uh, the the inference of 1111 make a wish the angels are around and that could be true but this is more of a quantum physics has a quantum physics uh, overtone to it in terms of how this all works we talked about angles of the sun get into that a little bit if you will well i'll try to make it uh, a little simpler and bring it down to earth um when you even just think of 11 the numbers 11 what is the number one you know it's the channel it's the straight line going through when you have the two uh, angles or the 90 degrees angles coming straight down, they call that the gateway. So it's like a passage of energy, a, a, a bridge between the higher conscious and lower conscious worlds or upper world and lower world. So when someone sees uh, 1111, they say, okay, this is the, an angel number. It means that it's the gateway is opened. You have the two straight lines to allow the passage of energy through. So this is more of an stoic, uh, esoteric, um, definition. And again, there's so many different understandings of this. There's no one right answer um, mm. because it is really subjective to the person. But when you just, you know, strictly look at this now, angles of light, if you go, let's say far back into time, it has to do with the rising and setting sun. And there's three times of the sun. It is in the rising. It's straight above your head at noon and it's the setting sun so you have these three main points are at the trinity of the mm -hmm. sun and the 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 angles of light like think of the rays of the sun coming up during um uh, the dawn coming into uh bringing the light into the world and then the sun overhead you know it's the the angles of light are cast right down because you don't cast any shadows you know, it, it it's the it's the, the most high sun. Therefore, there's no shadows on the world. You, it's de defeating the darkness, right? So hmm. as the sun makes its way across the sky, depending on the hour of day, which equals 15 degrees in the sky, equals one hour, it passes through uh, the constellations of the stars. Mm -hmm. And depending on the angle in the sky, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, what, you know, whatever that angle is in the sky, it will cast a different angle of light, casting a different shadow on the ground. So as people were studying this, um, they were very interested in the influences 
you know, what is the sun's influence being at this angle of light? What is the sun's influence when in the background it's passing this constellation? And this is the ideas and thoughts that are the beginnings of um, astrology, horoscopes, trying to figure out, you know, what everything means. Everything has a correspondence and influence within our lives, depending on the angles of the sun. So the ancient people would calculate this, you know, they would put up obelisks, they would put up standing stones, they would build monuments to the sun, also to the moon, and also to the stars, depending on the angles at different times of the year um, are markers in time, and they would affect the consciousness of the people, they would have to change their lifestyles, for example, you know, um, going into the harvest, planting seeds, stockpiling food to survive the year. Um, and then also the moon, which is fertility, and also regulation of chem chemistry and hormones has to do with the moon. So what were, what these ancient people were doing was they were trying to mark and create a calculation to study the angles and influences of the sun and the moon with the backdrop of the stars and their position to figure out what changes or what influences our consciousness in our world. And I believe this is the basic foundation of what we're talking about today and how it's brought to this. Absolutely. This is um, this leads me back to the first question, which I don't know we fully got an answer from you on in terms of why there is a market increase at this point in our time of twenty, the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. More people seeing these numbers, so I'm going to jump in and, and and see if you can help me with this. Could this have something to do with the fact that there is so much solar activity? geomagnetic activity, the magnetosphere thinning, if you will, as it is alleged to be doing. You're making a correlation <clears throat> between the geophysics of our planet and these numbers. And the geophysics of this planet are indeed altering or, or, or perhaps mutating us to be more aware, question mark. Let's bring this, let's bring this full circle or let's bring this, you know, to a head. Why now? Why are people seeing these numbers so much more now? Because that's a fact. That's going on. I I think that there is more general awareness now, um, I think, thanks to social media and everybody connecting. I uh, hear also um, there's a huge spiritual awareness movement on TikTok, it seems. I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know, but I've heard. <laughs> but um, there is, um, I know that um, Starseeds, are huge on TikTok right now. There's like 2 billion impressions just on star seeds. So there's gotta be a huge impression um, on, on angel numbers as well. And people are getting into this. I also feel like there's this big pendulum swing. And when the world starts to go into um, disorder, chaos, or there's something not right in the physical world, there is this great uptick in um, trying, or the universe or subconscious trying to pull the individual's attention inward, trying to get the in, uh, the individual to focus on something else other than what's happening in the world to try to bring them more into a spiritual understanding of where they are in relation to the time they're living. Okay, you gave several reasons there. 
and I suppose they're all related. I think that what's probably most profound out of all of those is the universe. I, I look. I, I just feel like there's a metaphysical backdrop to why this is happening in in uh, in excess right now. And I do agree. Social media uh, has an influence on the reality that we experience collectively, even if we're not participating. Because again, all of this is somehow being uh, embedded within the collective, I suppose. And so. Uh, Let's say someone, let's say they're talking about numbers all the time, 1111 on TikTok, and you have somebody over here that has never been on TikTok, but starts seeing 1111. There could be a, what do you call it? A, a sort of a butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah. And and remember, it's like when I started to get into this uh, spiritual conscious mindedness, let's say, started to go down that path. One of the first things that started to happen uh, was the noticing of numbers, you know, was the synchronicities of, you know, what is this 22 or what is this 11, you know? Um, and I feel that uh, for many people, it sticks and it lasts a very long time. For others, it's just more of a recognition that the, the universe is speaking to them to help them further along that path. Mm -hmm. And I think there is um, a, a very large segment of the population right now over the last 10 years um, that are coming into it. So we're talking about, you know, in their early 20s, you know, um, people that are on social media, the, this group of uh, individuals that are coming into spiritual understanding, the first thing that they're going to kind of connect with is this kind of synchronicity of numbers, which helps them kind of um, focus their intention on where they're going to move next. So I think uh, it's having this uh, renaissance mm -hmm. right now because of the, there's a new generation getting into this and it's uh, it's fanning the flames for us to even come back and, and discuss this topic. That is amazing. If that's what's going on, that would give me great um, encour encouragement. That feels that feels right. I mean, look, numbers are, again, forgive the cliche, a language. We know that. Pythagoras, uh, I, I think one of the uh, YouTubers that watched my show with Billy, I had made reference to Pythagoras being the um, the father of, uh, not the father of numbers per se, but of mathematics. And somebody scolded me. No, no, he's not. But nonetheless, we know that Pythagoras and his his love for and and distillation of the meaning of numbers is, is well known. Um, we're getting back to the language, it would seem. And I, I think I posed this maybe to someone else recently, Mary Rodwell, that's who it was. Could the, even though, I mean, look, you've got people out there that are, I'm sure have probably emailed you. I know have emailed and commented to me, Alexis, I'm seeing, uh, you know, 97 or it could be any number. What does that mean? What does this mean? What's 44 mean? What? And I don't know that we're ever going to get a definitive answer in the way that we're used to getting it. However, somehow the subconscious is also receiving these signals and the subconscious can distill perhaps what these numbers are meant to do and are even acting on it in that level. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And I'll just tell you a brief story because it's very interesting to me is that, um, 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, I had a client um, um, and, you know, it was a very stressful client. There was a lot of work involved with this client and they would call me like five, 10 times a day. 
Um, so every time they would call, I'd see their number coming up on my call display and, you know, my heart would pound. <laughs> um, and uh, the last three numbers would, um, on their phone number, would I would know exactly who's calling, right? And after I stopped working with this client, um, I would pick up my phone and it would be those three numbers on my phone. I would look at the clock and it would be those three numbers on the clock. And these three numbers would haunt me <laughs> um, for years. Yeah, still, I pick up the phone and go, oh, it's it's those very, you know, it, it's a random number. But I would continually see this random number over and over again. And it's because I had this kind of subconscious stress that was associated with this number. So it can go both ways is what I'm trying to say, is that um, my mind was hyper-tuned to seeing that this number related to something very specific. Um, and it caused me stress. So maybe was it my subconscious saying that I have stress in my life right now, and this is a reminder to take a breath? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the universe trying to say? But then again, is, is this number patterned as an important number in my subconscious? And therefore, um, my higher conscious knows when this time is on my phone and it triggers me to look at it you know so yeah or do you just or do you just reckon here's the thing and this is what you learn in advertising and marketing school is that um, the average person sees let's say like could could potentially be exposed to thousands of advertisings or advertisements per day all right but the mind cancels it out all right. So they say, well, how do you make your advertisement speak to that person if they're drowning out, their subconscious is drowning out everything because they're overwhelmed by it? So what they do is they put like um, secret subconscious things in advertisement like death or sex or or some, something to do with food, you know, something that gets to our subconscious right mm -hmm. away and pulls our attention to it. And I'm thinking that once we've kind of associated um, a number like I had to stress, for example, then I was predispositioned that whenever I was in a stressful situation or maybe there was something stressful going to come into my life, my subconscious would make me see those numbers. Out of all the numbers to see during the day, it'll pull my attention specifically for those numbers. And it works in the opposite way with the 1111. It's the, or whatever your number is, um, it will pull you to um, show you uh, good things or you're on the right path or sit and meditate or tune into those numbers and, and just go within um, so that you can be in that present moment. And maybe that's all it really is, is it's, it's a reminder. You've noticed the time. You've noticed the numbers. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is the present moment. Be here right now could be that simplistic for sure. It could mean all of those things, frankly. I, you know, I tend to, you know, I love to say it's not this or that, but this and that, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I love the reference you made, Jason, to the, the, what the subconscious does. And in our brain, of, of course, in training ourselves to, you know, I've asked the question when I'm looking at the clock and see as an example, 55 for many years, still 32 is another one. 
that was my address when I lived in Massachusetts. I won't tell you the street, but yeah. And um, it would happen so much. I'd have to at least consider the option that I am in training myself to know when to look at the clock, you know, even though I'm not expecting to look at the clock and see 32, but the fact that I happen to see it all the time is, it, am I playing a role in, in, in the, I don't know, the, uh, the of doing that all the time. It, it's just, uh, so you, that's, I think what you were saying among other things, it's, uh, and we're, and we're also, con we're also conditioning our minds to the fact yeah. that if we say this number, like, like I said, 22 is like my number. I, I love that number. I love that number, by the way. I don't see it all the time, but I love it. So, so when I see it, it's, it's all for me, it's always this, uh, omen. It's like, you know, this is means something more to me. It has more of a value when I see that number, mm -hmm. just like seeing the negative number, it has a value in my life and it has some type of representation to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, we do have to take notice to this. Um, but, you know, we can't be led blindly. You know, if, right. if we see our favorite number, but the path is obviously not going to be a good path for us, we need to learn to step back and understand maybe this is, is not right. But I love the fact that more people now are getting into this idea of numbers because it's the purest form of understanding who we are and where we are in consciousness, in life. And, you know, one of the oldest sayings um, is if you want to know something, measure it. Because by its measure, we understand its creation. And it's the same thing, you know, going into uh, like DNA and the patterns and, you know, you know, what are all these things when they combined in certain numbers and frequency and you are, you're the combination of it. The physical body, the outcome of all these numbers is you and life and what we see and experience in the world. And that's how we relate to creation is to find out their numbers and how they operate in the physical world, which is the mirror and reflection of the spiritual. You are so eloquent in how you explain these complex ideas Jason, I applaud you for that. I mean that sincerely. This is uh, something that we really need to take note of. Um, it's uh, it's really stunning the the how complex the, these things can be and simplistic at the same time, somewhat paradoxically. But for whatever reason, those numbers are insisting that we engage them on a regular basis uh, for the sake of our individual and collective evolution. For that, I'm sure. Uh, again, we're going to go over to the after show and get a little bit more into this and actually work on a couple of ways that we can uh, more proactively engage these numbers using our own body, which Jason made reference to. But before we do, and by the way, yes, this is a short, shorter segment. Um, speaking of numbers, I, I had referenced your relatively new book, Astral Genesis, which is heavy, you guys. I mean, look, Jason quit. You know, he's he's a heavy guy. Uh, yeah, I'll put up a screenshot as well. It's a beautiful cover. And Jason, how what book is this in your in your portfolio? How many have you written at this point? Um, well, I've written books in the past that no longer are in print. But right now we have uh, the Egyptian Postures of Power, which is yeah, online, which yeah. is which is this. And then as I was writing the second level to this book, um, 
I um, came across some information that led me down a very specific road that I had to um, extract and stop the Egyptian Postures book and then work on this one. So right now there's only two books available, um, The Egyptian Postures of Power and Astral Genesis. Um, and I will be releasing the second level to The Egyptian Postures of Power uh, hopefully this year. Um, but um, Astral Genesis just kind of threw me in a loop and I had to kind of focus on that because so I felt the, at, at this time. I, yeah, I felt the information was way too important that I had to kind of get it out ASAP. Give us a thumbnail as to what this is all about and how the layperson can can utilize it. Because I, knowing you as I do, this was a, a calling not just for for Jason, but for all those that will and have read it um, in in this uh, on this path to evolution. Tell us it, about it. Uh, the book is about the oldest story ever told, which is uh, the movement of the sun through the sky, the movement of the stars through the sky, and how um, ancient humans related um, themselves and corresponded their life and their understanding of life to the stars and to the sun. And as I'm going through this, and it's not just their life, it's also the path of the afterlife was the sun and the stars and the journey uh, through the Milky Way. So everything had a correspondence between the stars, the sun, the planets, the moon, the earth, and the human being. And this is the oldest story ever told, and it's been um, reused and recycled into creating the earliest religions, uh, the earliest myths, um, the earliest artworks and artifacts were created with this type of information in mind. So the book goes to discover an ancient hidden language of the angles of the sun um, and how these angles were so important that they created artifacts using this code, created artwork to tell this original story using geometry and the angles of the sun. And uh, it was... Um, an allegorical story of our journey through the afterlife and our journey through life. So, yeah, I, I know it's a bit heavy. Um, and there's a lot of pictures and graphs in this book. Almost every page is a picture. And, you know, it goes through different artwork and artifacts, and it shows you um, different uh, angles and uh, dimensions and ratios that are all based on on the correspondence between the man or the person and uh, the cosmos that's heavy and necessary and no accident that i felt this pull to have this conversation with you about numbers this is directly related and i dare say this book you guys could very well be a manual within the context of how jason approached the numbers today Take your time with this. Go grab this book. By the way, I want a hard copy, dude. You sent me the PDF. <laughs> I want a hard copy or you a got it. book. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got it. You got yeah. it. <laughs> this is great. Oh, your gift to the world. And I'm not just brown nosing. It's the truth. <laughs> you are so much Thank to you. share. And, and it's appreciated. Um, um, it's um, something that we uh, has been in short supply. And we're just glad you're here and doing this great work and helping us understand the numbers, the angel numbers, the angles uh, a bit more and ourselves. 
It's about self-discovery, man. I really think so. So where can people find your work? Let's let's go to the website and yes. talk about that. Um, my personal website is called thecrystalsun.com, and that will have crystals and books on it. That's my personal site. Um, I just got a new Facebook, but I haven't really started using it after it got nuked. <laughs> but, uh, I, understand. So I, don't, I don't have, I don't really have Facebook. I don't have Instagram anymore. And the only place you could find me socially is on Twitter, uh, Jason underscore quit. But um, I do most of my appearances on great shows like this. Well, I'm honored that you're uh, a part of our cast of beautiful guests. So thank you. And by the way, guys, so, you know, this might be a good time to bring this up. Any of you journeyers uh, trying to get me over on Facebook, my uh, Higher Journeys Facebook page, we're having a little bit of an issue. Now, we're having a big issue. And as a matter of fact, I am unable to uh, get on and log on and participate. So we won't get into the weeds, but look out for a new Facebook page soon. Honestly, keeping up with the social media stuff. Love you guys. Love you all. But this is really a bit much. Yeah. So I understand, Jason. There's a lot, lot of that going on. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know why it's a conspiracy, but they, <laughs> they took me off social oh, media pretty quickly. Oh. And I never really posted anything so bad. So we can still find you. You know where to find him. You can find him here. You can find him at the Crystal Sun, and and uh, more to come. Can we talk about the big CITD, CITD in June? Oh, of course. I'm um, contact in the desert. Uh, in the desert. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this because I think it's the first time I'll leave my house in three years. <laughs> oh my God. Can you believe it? Yeah. So I get to see everybody, my friends. I get to share this information, do a presentation. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. It's always it's always a party. I love contact. Remember? Oh, my God. I'm we haven't sealed the deal yet, but I have a suspicion that I'll be there as well. We just actually got back from Alien Con in Los Angeles. I spoke there. So it's always nice. fun to, to gather with with folks. And yeah, I miss that. I know you all have too. So I'm going to give it a little plug. CITD contact in the desert. What the, what's the date? Uh, Jason's a June. Uh, it's the first weekend of June. First weekend in June. Okay. Yes. We'll, we'll be talking about it more. I have a feeling. So great. We can see you there. Go grab the book. I know I'm going to be reading it. It's my, on my summer reading list, most likely, because it's going to be one. You, you don't just whiz through it. You study it. Am I right? You study it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. But uh, people are really uh, taking an, an interest in it. Yeah. And I they're really... Amazon's doing good. Yeah, and they're they're really um, going through it, and uh, I, I've been a little quiet with it because um, if what I put in here is true, which obviously I believe I proved is true, <laughs> is that uh, there is a hidden language within the ancient architecture and artwork and artifacts mm -hmm. that you could only see if you know the angles and uh the oldest story it's it's right in the artifacts and the paintings i love it this is important i think we deserve to know but we've got to put the work in so this will be a good way to start that process jason quit thank you my friend thank as you. always for joining us for another vibrant conversation and one that will help us look a bit deeper into self and us collectively there's a lot to discover and it's good stuff so all right, guys, we're going to go over to Patreon and continue this conversation. He's going to give us a little 
a little cheat sheet maybe on how we can really delve into these numbers from this perspective. So for now, I thank you for watching Higher Journeys. Thanks again, Jason. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.